Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you so much. We give you all glory and honor. You are a good, good father, God. And so we recognize men today in the office of manhood. We pray that you would strengthen every man in this, under the sound of my voice, God, to be a good man, a good father, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Turn your Bibles, and we're going to talk about the honoring biblical manhood. Everybody say honoring, honoring. biblical manhood. Turn your Bibles to Genesis 1.27. All right, again, we want to, you may have your seats. We, again, we want to honor all men, and thank you so much. It's, it's, uh, it's an honor to be a man, amen? And so we want to talk about biblical. Everybody say biblical. biblical. Now I say it to everybody, you know, if you can. Everybody say biblical. biblical. Because I want you to remind you, I'm talking about a biblical manhood, all right? And we were talking about honoring. It's, it, we live in a society now, it's kind of, we don't honor nothing. All right, and so when you don't honor, then then the whole thing comes down. So we really want to look at honoring biblical manhood and, and reestablishing manhood, as the Bible say. Amen. 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 Let's read it. Genesis one twenty seven. You there? Are you there? So God created man. All right, now I want you to see three times they say created. You got it? Yeah. You got to talk back to me. Come on now so we can get through this, all right? And it says, so God created man. Now that word man is male, male species. Just not man, it's, it's the species. We're going toward the species. So God created man. Now this is my, my, my philosophy, my belief, that I, this scripture and this book is my lifeline to why I'm here. Now, I don't know what other books you use. This is the, my lifeline to explain my existence. And so in this book of my lifeline and my existence, I found out God created me. That means if God created me, I can't tell me what to do. Because I'm a created being. So a created, a created being, the worst thing a created being can do is talk to himself about why he's here. Because he don't know why he's here. So this book helped me understand I have a God who created me. That's my originality. And then I found out in his own image, in the image God, the image of God, he created him. Again, he creates. That's my identity. So now you got me here, but how am I supposed to act? Like me. But today, the people who make the most money is the, is the image makers. Everybody acts like somebody other than God. But the scripture says God created man's species. Then God, again, creates man in his image or gives me my identity. So if you want to find out your true identity, you got to find it in God. And then it says this. Not only did he create, give my identity, he said he, male and female, there's this word again, he goes, he created them. That's my sexuality. So we go from originality to identity to my sexuality. And who created all this? So man cannot mess with his sexuality without asking God. Because man did not create his sexuality. According to the book, biblical understanding. Got it? So my understanding 
of being a man has to come from God. My understanding of my identity has to come from my creator. My sense of masculinity has to be defined by my creator. And I can't mess with it. Go ahead. Biblical manhood. Biblical, we're going to go from biblical manhood, we're going to do the biblical definition of manhood, we're going to do the biblical definition of manhood and not my opinion. Okay, this ain't going to be my opinion, it's coming from this book, all right? You got it? It, We're going to talk about role differences for male and female. According to what? And number three, I'm going to have a broad stroke. That means, what if and what about, I ain't got time to explain You know what I'm saying? It's a broad stroke because we ain't got time to deal with. What if? What about? We ain't got time for all that. We're just going to give you a basic understanding of biblical manhood. And we're going to honor it. According to the Bible. We're going to honor men. Somebody said this. We got such jokes about men. Somebody said, if you let a man-eating lion out of the zoo, they'll starve in two days. If you let a man-eating lion, don't eat men, in two days they're going to be starving. Meaning there's a lack of men in the society. Go ahead. Come on, stay with me. Come on, let's go. Biblical principles for manhood are very easily understood, but difficult to apply in a postmodern culture. It's very easy to understand what I'm saying here, but then when you try to bring it into your postmodern culture that you live in, you go, ah, how'd that go? How, how? You understand? You're going to understand what I'm saying, right? I'm going to tell you a lot of stuff, biblical principles that you're going to try to apply to your postmodern thought, and it's going to be very difficult for you to put the two together. Very, very easy. Wasn't it very easy to understand we came from God, originality? It wasn't very easy to understand he, we were made in his image, identity. Wasn't it very easy to understand that God made the male and female? That means he is the master of masculinity and femininity. He should be able to define it. Isn't that very easy to understand that? But then you put it into the postmodern culture and how that thinks, then you go like, no, but what a bit? What about? And what if? Then you start talking that talk. Instead of just staying to the Bible. All right, let's keep on. Listen, a church success should not be defined solely by its comforts. Meaning we, we, we're living in an age where the church is just for comfort. Right. We're trying to, they try to comfort people, masses of people, mega churches. All they're doing is comforting people. They just comfort them. And even comfort them in their sins and let them be what they want to be. A church really is defined by its mission to convert sinners into disciples and be willing to stand in conflict against the postmodern culture for the moral conscience of the society. It should be a church that sometimes come in conflict with the culture. That is not scared to tell the culture you're wrong. And not be afraid of titles of homophobic and misogynist and sexism and all these titles that they give the church. No, from a biblical understanding, this is where we stand. Now you can do all this name calling that you want, but it's not my opinion. Meaning you talk from yourself, I talk from something I believe comes from the creator about why I'm here. So that's what it's all about, people. 
That's what we're going. Let's keep on going. Biblical culture has a biblical worldview. That's all it is. This is, see, America was built on a biblical worldview. You're going to see this, right? And so even though you don't know it's a biblical worldview, a lot of times what we taught as morals in America really came from the Bible. And this is the simple biblical worldview uh, world that the Bible established in America in the beginning. Males are expected to fulfill a male sex role, perform in, in a masculine way, like, you know, and be inter interested in females. That's what it was. I remember growing up, and, and my little cousins, that they were a boy, we hit them. Boom! Come on. We're trying to get them from manhood. You know, we're trying to, right? We're trying to, you know, be masculine. <laughs> Number two. Females are, are expected to fulfill a female sex role, perform in a feminine way, meaning you don't want a, a woman coming to my you know, you know. Right? Right? Now, that's the way it used to be, okay? Right? You don't expect to call your woman and say, hello? No, no. See, even, see, even physical. Now, hold on. I'm going to tell you something. How to trace things, if you don't want to talk Bible, just physicality, right? The physical. Women have softer voices. It tells you about something about their role or nature. No man wants to get on the phone and listen to a woman and says, hello? That's just, that's, that's not attractive. I'm not putting down. You understand? I'm trying to trace us back to our originality and tell you how simple this is to define things. Without even using the Bible. You don't want a woman to sound like a man. That's just not going to happen. Do you even know that must be a distinction? So you understand that distinction, don't you? So in the beginning, God's already telling you there's going to be distinct things. And then it says, and be interested in males. Th that's what it was, okay? This is, this is how we, this is what it began, right? Sex is binary. A person is either male or female, identified by their sexual organs at birth. They go in there, how do we find out? What is it? That's what God did, people. You understand? I'm, I'm not trying to be, right? That's what God did. But postmodern culture, all right, is based upon relativism, secularism, and humanism worldviews. You have to study this, people. No one in here has original thought. You don't have original thought. There are thinkers behind you that think for you. Nothing is original thought. Unless you say something, I say, I ain't never heard of that. That's original. If you say something and I can trace it back, then then you didn't begin the thought. So if you didn't begin the thought, I suggest you trace that thought back and find out why they thought like that. Because they could have been off. See, I trace biblical thought. Where does thought come from? I trace it back. They say it came from God. These came from humans. In the Enlightenment age, they grew up in the 20th century, now in the postmodern, they just put it all together, and now they call it postmodern. Meaning everything is questionable now. And this is what it says. Genders distinctions. We ain't got it no more. Personality traits. Domestic responsibilities, occupations, and physical appearance are androgynous. You, you know, it can be what you want to be. Men can wear dresses, men can do all this. You know, it's androgynous now. It's kind of commingled. It's kind of so what. It's kind of breaking down the gender differences. Number two, gender orientation. 
Now you may feel like you, hey, same-sex attraction. All right? In this postmodern, so if you say, oh, that's cool, then you're a postmodern thinker. That's all. Just trace your thoughts back where it came from. That's not original thought. It came from postmodernism. Who, who conditioned your mind how to think what you're thinking. That's all it is. And, I, and when I say, I don't agree with that, where did that thought come from? Because I know it ain't original, right? I say, mine just comes from the Bible. So we ain't got to argue. You believe in postmodernism? I believe in Bible. That's all we're saying, people. We're just tracing back our thoughts. That's all. You choose to believe in relativism, secularism, and humanism. Everything comes, originates with us. We can decide. I say, no, I know one thing. I am created. All I need to find out, where is this creator at, that he can tell me what I'm supposed to do. I think and I believe that he would inspire certain people to write this book and tell us about himself. So I stick with this. You can stick with education. I'll just see you at the end and see what happens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying, people. We ain't got to argue about nothing. Death will prove everything. I think mine make more sense, though. But gender, then it's gender identification. She's transgender. Well, I'm a man and I'm a woman locked in. I got a man body, but I feel like a woman. Okay? Now, if you roll, I do things like this. I say, now, if you resurrected Adam and Eve and asked them since they're originals, and a man said that, I don't think Adam would agree with that. No, because he didn't see it that way. He would say something went wrong. Because that's not the way it was in the garden. If the woman had that body, she was supposed to be this. And I had my body, I'm supposed to be that. I'm not supposed to be trapped in a woman's body. He would know, Adam would say, something's wrong. So I don't, when people come to me and talk to me like that, I say, okay, I'm not disputing what you feel. But I'm saying that something is wrong. That's all I'm saying. That's not right. That's not being harsh. That's not phobic. It's just something wrong. Because your body doesn't identify with that what you say that's inside. Just don't, something wrong. That's just something wrong. Sex is non-binary under postmodern culture. Okay? That's where you live. Cool. This is what you believe. Genders are not exclusive. Gender identity and orientation is decided by the child at the age of appropriate time. That's what you believe. Sooner or later, the child can tell you how they feel. And you just endorse what the child is saying. Cool. You want to believe that? Cool. This ain't what this ain't. That's all I'm saying. Got it? You understand? So, we, so then the conversation ends. You go ahead and believe that. Postmodern. Let man tell you what they feel and let man write it out. And I'll tell you what the Bible says. Huh? Go ahead. Honoring biblical manhood to esteem, uphold, recognize, and respect the position of males in the society. Now that makes you, some of us cringe right there. Respect men? Oh my God. But there's a place of men in society. That, that we shouldn't be walking around like this. Oh, that's a man. Oh, my God. Let me honor him. That's why kids will knock a man out in a if you told a child to be quiet. They have no respect for manhood. Honoring biblical manhood is, fo is foundational, people, for carrying out God's design for the social order of a society. Gains come because of lack of fathers in the, in the neighborhood. Every child in a gang has a, should, be, should be traced back to a daddy who can go get his butt off the street. That's all this is. You got a gang? Let's go get the daddy. Get your child off the street. You ain't no fool. 
But because you don't have authority in the home, then you don't have authority in the street. Very simple, very simple, very simple to, to, to figure this stuff out. Brandon and, and Bryce ain't in the street acting fool. That they, I ain't going to get, get your butt home. No, get, get, get. You ain't got to call the police. I'll take care of this. That's the way we grew up. I mean, that's the way it was. And then if we didn't have no men, the women in the society was over to Mr. Odessa. Look at all this. Oh, man. Everybody could whoop our butt. That was going to be law and order in the neighborhood. And when the police showed up, they said, that's all right. We took care of that. That's all right. <laughs> this is the stage of manhood. Boy, puberty. Man, maturity. Husband, headship. Four, father, mentorship. Five, grandfather. These are the four. If any of these mess up, then you, you're not going to make it here. So a lot of, get, please go back. Boy, pu puberty. He has to have a mentor. So if, the fa if, if, if a father's not there, then the boy don't get the mentorship. Then how are you going to become a man to be mature? So then if a husband, see, when I grew up, my daddy meant well, right? And I was my dad. He, he would never, he would always tell me this. Be a man, be a man, be a man, be a man. So all I heard was, all I heard was what? So when I got married, I was a man, not a husband. So I paid the bills, had food in the refrigerator, but she's still complaining. I was being a what? But I wasn't being her. Nobody teaches us how to be a husband. They always say, be a man, be a man, be a man. How many of you men grew up and your, and your father said, you got to be a husband, you got to be a husband, you got to be a husband. No, just be a man. And that means be rough, be tough. Tell everybody to watch out. You are the law. You got your own seat in the house. The remote control is yours. <laughs> My kids will tell you I had the remote control. Man, get over here. You know what I'm saying? Before there was remote control. Brandon, turn that channel. Turn that channel. <laughs> and then before there was a, a garage, garage door open. Baby, they were the garage door. Hey, <laughs> oh, that's the way it was, man. But nobody told me be a husband. It's on the, on the job training. Still, and she tell you I'm still in training. <laughs> Father, no one says, how do you be a father? She's just trying to mimic what you see, man. And then grandfather, I love this part. Because I'm working so hard being a father, I'm just trying to get them to be right. Just be right. By the time they get out of the house, ooh, Lord, I'm done. So when the grandkids come, you can enjoy them. You ain't got to train them. You ain't got to do nothing with them. Just, hey, you can have what you want. You can jump on that. I don't care what you do. <laughs> My kids say all the time, what's going on? I don't know. just, hey, they just enjoy that stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't training nothing. Everybody say, I ain't training nothing. We couldn't do that. I don't care. I ain't training nothing. My job, that, that's your job. You know what I'm saying? And, and that right, my husband, that's, hey, that's your job. I'm, I'm enjoying this. You know what I'm saying? Because my job is over. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and then being a pastor, I'm stressed out because I know people are going to talk about it. So, y'all, please act right, please. Because they're going to talk about me like a dog if y'all be bad. Now, come on. Come on. Please act right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because church people hard on your kids if they ain't act right. So, so then you go, boy, man, husband, father, and grandfather. So we all got that thing. Let's move on. Biblical man, this, this is the definition. A boy who matures into his role as a man, husband, father, and grandfather, by walking in a relationship with God, 
he is called a man of God. The highest honor anybody can give you is not the CEO. It's not the President of the United States. The highest honor you can receive from anybody, anybody say something to you, they say, you're a man of God. You're a person who walks with God. So when I got in this morning, I was so honored that someone gave me for Father's Day this on my desk, and it says, man of God. That honored me, that they see me as a man of God. Not just a pastor, because a pastor could be a pastor, but not a man of God. One who walks and is under the influence of God. That he's informed and empowered to fulfill all the roles that God wants him to. Powerful. When they lay me and say, he's getting ready to go see his God, but he was a man of God. A man who walked with God. That's all I ever wanted to be. And so I had to define it. So I defined it. Like this, a man of God possesses the following five qualities. Faith, love, integrity, vocation, and strength. I tried to live by these. Faith in God. Love is service. Love is generosity. Love is giving. Integrity. Let my life and words line up. Vocation is my call. Within my call is my place to be, my prosperity from God, my protection from God, my peace of God. All came through my vocation. Through my vocation, I got my in-law kids. I got my grandkids. I was blessed with Devin. By this church, by being in my vocation, Bryson found his wife in this church. Brittany found her wife, her husband, in this church. Brandon found Devin in this church. I was in my what? Vocation. I was doing what God told me to do. He said, I'll take care of everything else around you. By just walking in your vocation. Not my career, not my occupation, but my call. And then strength, the endurance to go through anything and everything that life has. That's it, people. Man of God. Now, since we got a man of God, now we're going to switch it. How do women honor a biblical manhood? First of all, they desire a man. Because since we live in this culture, right? This is what it says. So the Lord God caused the deep, caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, now if you believe this account of creation, okay? The Lord God took one of the, men, the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God, what? What did he make? What did he make? From the rib, and he did what? He brought who? This is order. He didn't make another man. He made a woman. Got it? I don't care about what about what if. This is what it says. Then the man said, at last, the man explained, this is one is what? Bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. Maurice didn't come from my flesh. Maurice is not bone of my bone. She will be called man with a womb. This distinct, different, female, male with a fetus. Because she was taken from man. So the way women honor 
biblical manhood is that she desires a man because she came from man. Woman was made from man for man. So when you desire a man, which you should, you are honoring manhood. Number two is, a woman with a woman does not honor her purpose for a man. You dishonor man when you don't want man because you were made for man. So the way a woman desires or, or, or is uh, honoring manhood, she desires a man. Some of you desire too many men, but you desire a man. You got that down. Don't just slow it up. <laughs> the second way, they abstain from sex. That's how you honor manhood. You abstain from it. Let me see. Let's, let's look at the scriptures. It says, God's will is for you to be what? And do what? Stay away from all sexual sin. That's why I see postmodern people don't like that. Because that's against what, how they feel. So they have to think of another thought to express how they feel and get away from this. Then each of you will what? Control his what? That's, see, all it, people don't have control of their body, so since they don't have control of their body, they're going to make up new rules, Maurice, so they can do what they want to do in their body. Live in what? Holiness and in honor. You're supposed to, as a woman, walk in holiness and honor to honor manhood. Holiness means abstinence. You abstain. Honor means virginity or purity. What he's saying is a woman will honor manhood when she abstains from sex. She honors the manhood. And then she is walking in holiness or purity or virginity. So since most of us missed that virginity part, now you walk in purity. Somebody said, what about? No, purity then. You're cleansed. Stay cleansed. Let me show you why. Look at what Paul said. But because there is so much. Do we have a bunch of that going on? Each man should have his. And. Now go ahead. Have her own husband for. Go, go. That's how you honor it. You say, I'm keeping myself because I honor the man I'm going to marry. That's who I have sex with. I'm honoring that. That's why you abstain from sex because you're honoring manhood. That you're not, you are not made to be sleeping around with every man. You control intimacy. So you control it. You say, no, no, I'm walking in purity. And I'm just waiting on the person. Now, see. What I said was, now see, see people, see postmodern people thinking like, that's crazy. You can't wait around that long for some sex, right? Remember I said, biblical is easy to understood, but difficult to live out in a postmodern world. Why? Because people are not getting married to 30. So that's a long time to wait. I ain't no dummy. You at your height, 18 to 25. You on fire. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You're on fire. But the postmodern world, the postmodern world says, 
hey, you got to get an education. You have to do this, this, this. You know what I mean? There's some things set up. You just, in the biblical times, they were getting married at 15, 16. I think y'all can hold out by then. Can't you just hold out at 15, 16? I think you'll make it. But now you're talking about stay 30, 35. That's just crazy. Listen, to abstain from sex, hear me now, to abstain from sex is unnatural. That, that's unnatural, people. That's because if he made you for sex and you're staying from it, then you are doing something unnatural. That's why it's hard. When your body is telling you you want something, it's telling you, it's like, it's like abstaining from food. You can't do it. You're made to eat. You're made to have sex. So it's very hard. To maintain it, that's why in postmodern world, they just say, okay, we're going to throw that out. You just got to do what you got to do. But in the church, you say, hey, we got to maintain the standard no matter how I'm feeling. So we can't change in the church, y'all. But you can go to postmodern and thinking and start thinking like, it's okay, God understand. We got to do what we got to do. We got to test it out before we get married, all that kind of stuff. I mean, they understand that. Okay, I understand what you're saying, but not in a biblical thought. Now look at this. And I want women... To be modest in their appearance. Uh oh. They should wear. Uh oh. And not. By the way they fix their hair or by wearing gold or pearls or expensive clothes. For women who claim to be devoted to God should make themselves attractive by the good things they do. Point. You're not a sexual attraction. Watch how you dress. Don't want to see your cleavage. Watch yourself. That's all we say. We ain't saying put on a big old bag and looking like you crazy or something. <laughs> Nobody's saying that, all right? And see, I don't even want to get into this because it's what, you know, what, 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 right? But be careful, people. If you in the mirror come out, pam, pam, you know, you know something, you know. You know come on. Now, that's, a, that's a good hint that you're doing something wrong. <laughs> you took a, you, and you're taking selfies. You know, right? That, that's a good hint. Come on, talk back to me, ladies. That's a, that's a good hint. That's a good hint. Good, good, good hint. You, you, you're on your way to doing something wrong. Then when you go to the club and he be hitting on you wrong, you know, I don't even want to... Tell him about, listen, man, tell, don't, don't, I don't want to get into that. Th- th- this guy here, he was, he was dogmatic, right? And see, that's why it's hard to do it, because it's hard to take biblical principles and translate them into a postmodern uh, society, because everything is sexualized, everything is sexual, you know what I'm saying? So the genes are fit hard, you know, it's just hard to, get, I get it, okay? Anyway, so I don't want to get into that. I just want to say, just be smart, got it? I ain't going to tell you what to do, just be smart. But anyway, this, this guy was talking, because this is how you can't do it, right? Because biblical, it's, it's really hard. I mean, you can't pick one, not the other one, right? So I just kind of stay general, right? Boom. But anyway, this preacher, now he hard, he hard on it, man. Biblical man, come on, biblical manhood, right? And the woman is in the home. The woman's on, because it's Titus, right? The woman is the keeper of the home. Got it. You know, but we don't live in that kind of age because we live in a fallen world, right? And so if a woman can't get married to 30, what's she supposed to do? Stay with her dad and not work? I mean, what, what, what kind of problem is that? You know what I'm saying? So that's a problem already, right? So, so again, it's hard to translate into this world. Whole nother subject. But anyway, so he's on there, he's talking, he's talking. Then all of a sudden, man, his wife comes on the screen. And she got her hair cut real short, right? And I said, well, the Bible said a woman should not cut her hair. Right. See, so you can't get into this stuff. Because, because then you're like, hey, your wife, okay, she, you try to get my wife in the home, but your wife cut her hair, so what's the, what's the deal? Right. 
So it's very hard to translate. I'm not saying it's not hard to translate, people. But let's keep, God will give us some sense in all things. Got it? All right. Number three, they uphold the role of her husband. The last thing is they uphold the role of their husband. That's all they do. First of all, she helps her husband. When she gets married, she's going to be a helper. Because why? Then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make her what? I will make her what? So when you get married, you are supposed to be the helper, not the head. Uh, who is just right for him. That's how you uphold manhood, an honor, manhood. God made me a helper, and I tell my wife, you're helping too much. I don't need all that help. <laughs> this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one agreement. Okay, got it. You got it? Then she submits to her, oh, all the women say this. She submits to her husband. I, I didn't hear nobody. I said, the, the men, men, you ain't got to say nothing. This is, this, is, this is men's day. The women, what do you say? It's weak. Come on now. See, we, we can move on with you. Come on now. Come on now. Oh, now, let me tell you what that means because you got it all in your head. All submit means, all submit means is you fall in line of leadership. That's all it means. It doesn't mean you have to belittle yourself. It means you just fall in the line to his leadership. You got it? Now, don't give me the what if he ain't leading. Now, I told you, we ain't talking about what ifs. And what about? Huh. Today is our day. Submit to her. You got it? 522, for the wise, this means do what? As to the Lord. So that means, uh, boy, if it went from the Lord, I wouldn't submit nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's cool, say that. For husband, what are you talking about? That's right. What are you, talking about? <laughs> you hear that over there loud? That's right. I'll deal with you when I get home. <laughs> For a husband is the what? And as Christ is the head of the church. You got it? No, two. Respects, reverence her husband, right? 533 says, So again, I say, each man must have love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. Reverence. It means like you reverence Christ, man. When she comes in, that's my man. Hey, daddy, hey, hey, hey. Somebody said, like, you crazy. Well, okay, I'm just saying what the Bible says. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get back, please. Get back, go back, please. Respect her husband. All right? Reverence. He don't deserve my reverence. Reverence. As to Lord. Because God knew that you had a what if. Right. And what about? He said, uh, reverence in my honor. Reverence that fool. Reverence him. Reverence him. Reverence him. <laughs> That's what it say. All right? And then let me handle the rest. You got it? Oh, y'all? Okay, okay I'm, just, I'm just giving you a Bible. Don't, don't, I'm just giving you a Bible. That's what it say. That's what it say. All right? Now, then it says, the greatest honor you can give a man is to what? Bear the children for her husband. Because the Bible says this. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. What's the four things a woman can do to uphold uh, her husband? First one is what? Desire. Desire. The next one is? No, no. What's the one? And the number three. What is the one for husbands and wives? Uphold. Okay, what's the four points? You do have more. Submit. Come on, class. 
Submit. And what's the first one? Helps. Help you get your notes. So what's the four things a woman does to uphold her husband? Helps, submits, respects, bears. If you do that, you're upholding biblical manhood. You're upholding it. You got it? Now let me tell you this, and I'm done. Come on, D. We've got to go. Listen. Listen, men. Let me, let me tell you this. When a woman bears a man's child, she is upholding her duty to be fruitful and multiply. And when she has a child and her body shows the effects of that child, a man should not disdain how she now looks. He should worship her and thank her, thank her for using her body to honor you to have a child. It's dishonorable for a man to say, ah, oh, she don't look like that. You go looking over here. That's dishonorable. When that woman bore your child and her body looks like she's honored you. This caused it, everything's changed now. No, the greatest honor you have, women, that you try to cover up after you have a child is how you look after a child because it shows you you have honored me by having my child. So you walk and you, you carry your body, I don't care what happened, what has happened, you carry your body with honor because you, when you bore that child, you honored biblical manhood. Amen. Did you receive the word this morning? Amen.